Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. This is the Flockcast Network. Of course, your host speaking, Justin Ruff. And of course, it is Thursday. So alongside with Mr. TC. How's it going, TC? Mr. TC is doing fantastic, Mr. Ruff. I'm glad to be back on this fine Thursday afternoon. It is yes. afternoon for me because it is 12.06 now. Um, and I'm here with you to have a good time today. Yes, I really, you know, I'm starting to really look forward of these Thursday talks with UTC. Of course, we don't see each other very often because you live in another state. But it is it is fun getting on with you and communicating your word of fantasy football, your wisdom to the rest of the, the crew here in the flock. Hey, I just do my best to to try to know as much as I can without without researching all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and the very first question I have to ask you, TC, right off the bat, are you still rocking the the mustache? Yeah, I got a solid <laughs> Minshew mustache right now. I was just gonna say, hey, if you wanted if you wanted Minshew so bad, you should have offered him. You didn't have to try to be like him. Hey, I, I couldn't help it. He just he's catching <laughs> fire, and I'm I, I'm I'm over here just base basking in his ambience. You know, you know. I think I really was on ba- Baker Mayfield because he had a mustache, and then he went and shaved it off. And then Gardner Minshew the second, he was been rocking it for who knows how long since he was in college. He comes on the scene, and the mustache is back in action. Mustache right. magic. That's right. what that I mean, is. It's probably that's probably the reason why. Uh, Baker has been struggling because yeah. he shaved the mustache. I agree. Uh, Mr. Ruff, I think you might have to get on that train. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I would not, you know, you do, of course, you, you, everything you, everything you do, TC, you rock it out and you definitely look out. You definitely look the part in that mustache. You looking, looking good. Thanks, man. I mean, I know you can pull it off too. So don't, yeah. don't ever worry about what the missus is going to say because you got us as your friends. Yes, there you go. Yes, and speaking of friends, we're gonna we're gonna talk about our friends, uh, fantasy teams, and bash on them a little bit. Ah, of course, we my you know, favorite part of the segment. Yes, yes, we're gonna talk about uh, our you know our predictions about this coming week. It's a big week for multiple teams, and uh, and go from there. Does that sound good, Mister TC? You know what, Mister Ruff? I think it does. Okay. All righty, great. So let's uh, let's move. Uh, along here, uh, of course, uh, heading into week six, teams, uh, you know, approaching week six and, you know, looking at the standings right now, TC, uh, you got two guys who are four and one, uh, a couple guys who are, are, are three and two, one who's two and three. Uh, you got a one and four team and also a winless team. So it, it's getting more important these weeks. These matchups are getting more important um don't you agree oh yeah um this is week six uh you know this is really the home stretch this is where the teams that are going to make it separate themselves from the teams that aren't going to make it and we have an eight-man league so only four people are going to get in and Mm -hmm. that's going to be that's going to be the fourth and fifth spot look like they're going to be a battle you know so it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens yep very interesting Indeed, and of course, the very first matchup we'll talk about, who's you know, which of course another interesting one, is yourself, the Savage Patch Get Kids, who are three and two, 
going up against the Magic School Bus, who was 4-1. And, and, of course, like we already mentioned today, it's very key to pick up a W against uh, Keegan Scott, the defending champion, because, of course, he's 4-1, and, I mean, four and one. And he's he's on top of the the mountain right now, so you need to uh, even it out uh, standing wise. So uh, it's pretty it's pretty freaking close. The projection score right now, it has yourself 159.1 with uh, Keegan 159.5. Yeah, and I think my my lineup's been a little bit here and there because I had Jarrett Cook in um, at my tight end because Evan Ingram is out and. You know, I was looking at him. He was just the highest projected tight end. I really didn't look at too much more into stats. And then after I, like, put him in, plugged and played, and I was doing my research on some tight ends, and I saw some other tight ends that kind of grabbed my eye. And the first one that I wanted to grab, but I didn't see, or I didn't remember that Mr. Keegan Scott had grabbed him, was Chris Herndon. And (laughs) he – they say, you know, they were talking about how his connection with Darnold is, you know, one of the better connections. But then they also were talking about Mr. Akins, Jordan Akins. And they're playing against Kansas City. And after Deshaun Watson's last week performance, he's feeling good. He's going to be throwing the ball. And I'm hoping that I can just snag at least one touchdown or just some receptions here to, to boost me a little bit. And, you know, his last few games, had some pretty pretty solid um attempts to get me into the position to get touchdowns so he's got two touchdowns on the on the year at uh, week three and i'm just hoping for one so that's all we're going for with sean watson throwing around like he is i'm hoping akins is gonna grab one yeah of course i mean when walking uh watson is you know going nuts i mean it's definitely a high possibility that uh he could uh Atkins can catch one, uh, but you know, looking at his, you know, it's definitely it's definitely a hit and miss with Atkins. Um, you know, he had he only he's only had one game over uh, twenty points. All the other games have been under five points. Yes, I see that. But it's definitely it's definitely a hit and miss there. But like you said, it's it's a very good point uh, with Watson doing very good, and hopefully he continues. Uh, well, I don't know why I said hopefully, but. Uh, well, maybe because I have Hopkins, but, you know, I guarantee you possibly, you know, he could feed Atkins the ball 500 times and barely look at Hopkins. So, uh, with my luck, that's possibly how it's going to end up turning out to be. Um, but we'll see, you know, good luck with uh, Atkins there. Hopefully he uh, gives you at least – I'm sure you'd be happy uh, with uh, at least one touchdown. That yeah, works. that's all I'm really going for here. Yeah. If he gets a touchdown, he's done his job. Right, and of course, speaking of doing their job, uh, McCaffrey going absolutely nuts last week, uh, putting up 44.7 fantasy points. By far, of course, I think uh, the best running back in the game right now. Uh, he, he does it all, running, passing. He is a stud. Uh, I'm sure you're very happy and pleased to see what you're getting out of him. Yeah, and and it's no no um, surprise. You know, they're, they're saying he's questionable and – it's because he had cramps last week. They said that his back was injured. Scotty was saying that it was an ankle. But you use the guy that much, you get 230-plus yards, and and he's right. going to have some bumps and bruises. It's football. That's, uh, that's the name of the game. And I know that he's looking for his redemption against Tampa Bay 
this week. Um, they had Cam Newton getting just slammed. They got a little bit of different offense right now, and McCaffrey is benefiting. He hasn't scored under 25 points since week three. Mm-hmm. And right. what more can you ask for out of a player, really? Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree with you. I mean, he's he's a guy who you, you just you hang on to as long as you can and hope he can continue this uh, this run. That's insane. Uh, moving back to your quarterbacks or going to your quarterbacks, of course, uh, it's probably one of the weakest points of your roster. Yes, um, sir, it is. Philip Rivers, I mean, didn't do very good last week. And, of course, Baker Mayfield giving you negative points overall last week. Around two points together. Uh, but you finally, uh, you know, heading towards the right direction, finally pulling the plug for Baker Mayfield. Cutting I know. Him, releasing him. Um, and then you picked up Jimmy G. So, hopefully, and you see a little green light there with Jimmy G. And you also have Daniel Jones, who you made a big move with myself to grab. Um, I'm sure you're hoping to get more out of him and maybe Jimmy G bring you about 16 to 20 points. Is that what you're hoping for? Uh, you know, with Jimmy G, uh, he's been solid. Um, the, the Niners are looking good. They've got uh, the, the 4-0, and he's not mm. making mistakes. Like Scotty was saying, he's not turning the ball over. He's doing what he needs to do, and that's that's solid production that I can count on that I'm going to need because my 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 football uh, or my – my drafting kind of idea for quarterbacks where I just, I was really high on Mayfield and I figured he was going to be a stud with his offense, but I didn't count on the O-line and I didn't count on Baker crumbling. Um, so I was just, I went, I drafted him in my fourth round and that's pretty high. Uh, he was third or fourth quarterback overall taken. So then I let things pass me by and, and ended up setting with rivers. Cause I figured oh, one plus a four, you know, that's not too bad. But now it's just like, I don't know what to do with Baker. Uh, but I couldn't sit him because I'm like, he's got to bounce back, right? But he didn't. Didn't bounce back. Not at all. And so that trade with Daniel Jones, I I saw something from Daniel Jones that I really liked. And I'm still happy that I have him. His half of his offense is missing. Uh, Shepard, Barkley, right. and Ingram are all out. So there's no way I'm going to play him on a short week against the New England Patriots. That's just... You know, and who knows? Maybe he fucking snaps off. I mean, sorry, pardon my language. He snaps off, but at the same time, I think that Jimmy G is a safe bet here, and Philip Rivers is going to have a better game than Daniel Jones. Right, right. Totally agree with you. I mean, it does make sense because uh, with the, with the Giants, they're going up against one of the best defense in the league. Also, <laughs> it seems like all of his wide receivers and his targets are gone. So um, it definitely makes sense why. He, you know, you're keeping him out, and his projection so his score is so low. Um, so yeah, moving moving down to your uh, wide receivers there. Uh, like I mentioned, I think maybe last episode or sometime this week, uh, you picked up Gallup, who was recently dropped by uh, Marcus Terry, and he, you know, of course, he got injured, was out for two to four weeks, and I'm I'm guessing Marcus he's not a patient guy, so he went ahead and dropped him. Um, and you picked him up right away, and I think you, this has to be circled as one of the big, one of the best pickups um, in the league, in in the waiver wire pickups, you know, because if if Gallup continues to do what he did for you last week, yeah, and they're playing the Jets this week, and Dak's gonna have a redemption, um, 
I saw I couldn't believe that Marcus dropped him. Honestly, I uh, I had tried to trade for Michael Gallup um, before he dropped him. I, I trade I offered him John Ross for Michael Gallup, but I, I don't think that he accepted it or it just took too long. I might have deleted it, but and then he, I saw Michael Gallup was dropping. I'm like, GTFO. <laughs> I scooped him like cat poop, you know. <laughs> And and right now, I'm honestly the happiest with my receivers this week that I have been all, all year. Right, right. Of course, you got Michael Thomas, who had a crazy week last week. You got DJ Moore, who put up respectable numbers last week, 12.4, I think was what it was. And then, of course, Gallup. And then you got Josh Gordon and your flex and Chris Carson. Uh, pretty, like I said, it's, it, you know, you know, pretty solid looking team on paper as of right now. Uh, and it's going to be a battle against uh, Mr. Keegan Scott, the defending champion. Uh, he's got multiple guys, uh, pretty good matchups as well. You know, in his running back slot, he got two, one, you know, one of the best, two of the best uh, running backs, believe it or not, in Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook. Uh, Jones going absolutely nuts last week. Cook's still putting up great numbers. I mean, are you scared of those two-headed monsters? You know, I, I am. Uh, they're a respectable duo. They're the second best, maybe third tied for second best duo behind Kamara and McCaffrey. Um, looking at Cook against Philadelphia's run defense, I, I don't think that he's going to – I think they're going to put the pressure on Kirk, make Kirk throw the ball around. But then when that happens, I think Thielen's going to reap the benefits of that. But then this Aaron Jones problem, if uh, Devontae Adams is back, if he's, of course he's not going to have as monster of a week as he had last, last week, 45.7 points, which is just – crazy good and Keegan was loving every minute of that but now Keegan's got Adams back in who should still be a better option than just having Jones going for 45 um but I'm not as scared this week as 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 I was last week against their matchup so I think they're going to put up respectable points though they always do they produce they're not number two and number four for no reason you know what I mean right right absolutely and, uh, you know, with his other wide receivers, you got Godwin going off last week, too. Uh, you know, that really depends on uh, if, you know, Carolina and how they're approaching Evans and Godwin. Of course, last week they double team Evans greatly and they uh, didn't even get any targets. Goose and, egg. of course, all the targets went to Godwin. Yeah. So I, I don't think Carolina's going to do the same thing. Uh, I, I think they're going to respect both wide receivers. Uh, but you never know. Of course, I, I don't he, think he's going to have the monster game he did last week. And hopefully not, you know, if I was in your shoes. <laughs> yeah, um, I, that is on point, Mr. Ruff. I think that Carolina is going to learn from those mistakes. And they understand that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have two tier one caliber wide receivers. And they need to pay attention to both of them. And I think this game is going to be kind of a shootout, I think. I think Tampa Bay might be able to run away with this, but I think that the Panthers are still going to put up a you know a good respectable amount of points. But just his upside really still scares me because of what he can do. Right, right. And going back to looking at his tight end, uh, you guys kind of have a similar tight end situation going on. Um, both hit and miss. You know, which one is going to go off with a touchdown and get those uh, targets, and which one's not? Um, because he has he does have Greg Oden. Uh, Greg, not Greg Oden, Greg Olson, who uh, put up a goose egg last week, and the week before he only put up 1.5. Um, and yeah, you know, I'm very surprised that Keegan is still believing in the old man. 
I think that the reason Keegan is is because week two, Tampa Bay, uh, Olsen had six receptions for 110 yards. Now, that was with Cam Newton, and I think that Cam just went to Olsen because he was comfortable. Now, I think Kyle Allen is going to spread the ball around a little bit differently, and, of course, you've got to worry about McCaffrey coming back for his revenge. So I think that Olsen's not going to do quite as well as he did week two, and I think that you're right. I think that Olsen might be – uh, a real a real tough decision it's, you know i would personally would put herndon over olsen if i were keegan yeah as of right now though uh chris herndon is doubtful yeah um, you're right there of that uh the injury that he's still suffering um so i think that was his uh that was his plan uh, that was keegan's plan i think he was wanting to put he believes in herndon he believes in uh they're going to be looking at him a lot so uh, I think that was what his plan was supposed to be. But now he just has to rely on Olsen. And like I said, <laughs> and I've, I've said multiple times, I'm still surprised that Keegan has not uh, thrown that extra first-round draft pick to somebody. But uh, the tight ends were a little bit brighter. <laughs> they were a little bit brighter last year. Um, this year, there's not like a standout stud. Of course, you got uh, Kelsey, who is still – I mean, he's still he's still good. He just hasn't put up the numbers he did last year, and uh, yeah. So I mean, it's it's you know not a standout guy, you know, like there was last year. So um, we'll see. Well, I mean, I'm I'm sure Keegan's probably still gonna continue to ride that Greg Olson train. So yeah, I think with the tight ends, it's you have a couple tight ends that are getting big games, but it's not consistency. It's big games and then nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's and that's what's making it so tough right now. And you know, having Evan Ingram was was something I really wanted to go for in the draft. But you know, this injury kind of sets me back a little. But you know, I'm I'm hoping for the best here, and I think me and Keegan are going to have a pretty close game. Right, right. And uh, going back to your guys' history, of course, uh, TC, you you know, two weeks ago we you went oh you went four guessing. <laughs> Uh, last last week you went three and one, so you did pretty good. Let's see if we can beat it this week. Uh, you and uh, Keegan, what's your serious matchup? I think I'm I'm beating Keegan. Okay, are you sure? I'm I'm sure. Okay, ding ding ding, one for one. Yes. Yep. Sure. You sure you're beating them six to three is the total score right now. See that kind of scares me. Once that happens, and I'm like, oh, you know, law of averages, Keegan's due for a game. But I also he's four and one. He's also due for a loss too. And right. it's against me. So you right. know that it's being said, yeah, I'm gonna have to pick Savage Patch Kids this week. Yeah, I mean it's definitely it, this this is definitely a close one. Um, you and the other four and one team and Juju's, will, which we'll talk about later in a little bit. Um, very close matchups here, and I do believe. Uh, looking just looking at the matchups, you know what each player is going up against. I think uh, I think I would put my vote on you, TC. I think you're gonna Oof. end up winning. Appreciate uh, that, Mister Ruff. Game. Yes, yes, no big deal. But uh, all right, so let's move on to uh, my matchup. And unfortunately, I'm going up against the Blount Force, and he has a projected score 165, and I have a score of 154.4. So uh, the edge is leaning a little bit towards uh, Quentin. And looking at his team, of course, last week, 
uh, he definitely, you know, rolled the dice on Bridgewater, and he ended up uh, being a home run for him, uh, scoring 31.1 fantasy points with four touchdowns. Um, that's definitely what you want to see out of a guy that you picked up of the waiver wire pickups and who is replacing your quarterback in Josh Allen. Yeah, and, and Bridgewater's feeling good. He was looking real good. The balls that were coming out, real nice tight spirals. And I also like um, the matchup here. Um, Jacksonville's hurting right now. Uh, the Saints are kind of surging under Bridgewater, and I think this is going to be a no-brainer that New, New Orleans is going to take this. Um, so I really liked his pickup last week. Honestly, I was going to – I was looking to possibly drop Baker last week, but I was like, I'll give him one more week. And since we can only have three quarterbacks on the bench, I couldn't pick him up. But that's new, that's hindsight, so never mind now. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, I, we might, that's, that might be having something we might have to vote on TC. I'm not liking the three-quarterback max thing. <laughs> it's, I mean, it makes sense, but it's really – you know, his struggles. Yeah, you're right. It, it makes you have to move quarterbacks around. Um, right. You know, right. That, that that difference maker. It, but, I mean, I think it should be up to us if we want to have quarterbacks in reserve. You know, it's it's our bench. I think that that's something we can vote on. I think that's something that can be turned. Yeah, I mean, you know, in my situation right now, I have uh, I have Drew Brees, who is, you know, he, he's in the IR slot. He's still out. So that uh, – uh, makes me, you know, be able to pick up another quarterback. So right now I have four quarterbacks, so that, you know, that quarterback in the IR slot doesn't count. So, you know, that's that's a good thing, I guess, if you want to look at it. But uh, going going back to Q's, uh, his, his roster, uh, another guy who, you know, is who I'm, in, and I'm concerned of right now is Mike Evans. Of course, Mike Evans had a big old goose egg last week. Um no targets at all, like we mentioned. I think this week he's going to go off. Um, I think, I mean, I think it's, you know, with my luck and just him uh, wanting to have revenge. And last time, of course, last time these guys played, uh, he, he didn't get a touchdown out of there either. He only uh, had like 61 yards. So, you know, it's revenge for both ways. Revenge for last week and revenge for that game. So I think he's going to go off this week. Yeah, I think this is a bounce-back week for him. Uh, compared to zero points, that is. I don't think he's going to have a huge game. I can see him in, like, the 14-point, 15-point, 16-point range. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you need a touchdown and some production from him if he expects to, you know, really win this game. Um, because if this happens again, then the projections don't matter and your guys are even, Mr. Ruff. Right. So, but I think you're right. I think that Mike Evans is going to get points this week. So I think you can expect something out of him. Right. Absolutely. And of course, uh, uh, looking more down his rosters and his roster, of course, looking at his flex options, got Elderman and uh, uh, Tevin Coleman who replaced Miles Sanders um, in his roster uh, from last week. Miles Sanders only put up uh, 8.4 fantasy points, which I guess, um, it's not a bad thing. It could be a lot worse. Uh, but he ended up putting Tevin Coleman in, who is going to be getting more carries. He got 16 carries last week, uh, you know, almost 100 yards and a touchdown. So he's going to be relying more on Tevin Coleman now as a flex option. So that's a good idea for Q. Yeah, and, and Tevin Coleman didn't even get any receptions. I think yeah. once they incorporate they, – they 
started him out just doing the running at first. Once they started incorporating him throwing uh, throwing the ball to him, I think his his fantasy um, status is going to go up a little bit higher, and Blount's going to be you know licking his lips because of how well this this play is going to this happen for him. So I think that the Coleman and Breida both have high fantasy upsides right now. Um, their team, the 49ers are looking good all the way around. They're looking solid. So I like this, uh, this flex play by Mr. Ruh, Mr. Blount. Yeah. I mean, like, like we mentioned, uh, the 49ers are looking very good. So, you know, you know, any uh, 49er player is a good option, maybe even the flex play. Um, so we'll see how that turns out for Q uh, going to my matchup. Of course, uh, I have to rely on Menchu. Uh, who is your brother now, TC, as you know? Um, yep, what can I say? My little brother. <laughs> uh, he, uh, so, yeah, I'm relying on him, especially with, uh, with Brissett having a bye, and, of course, Drew Brees being out. So we'll see what Mustache can uh, bring for me. And he's you know, brought you know, consistent numbers, uh, nothing lower than 18 points, which I'll, which I'll take. Um, if he scores me 18, I'll, that's something I can sleep on. Uh, so, you know, they are going up against New Orleans, so we'll see how that looks. But uh, um, I'm trusted in them in Minshew, believe it or not. Yeah, I, I like this play. I don't know. He's he's having a good time. He, he's have, he has a good mentality. He's coming off his highest scoring game. Um, if he throws one more touchdown, if he throws a, if he has a three touchdown game, you know, that is that is huge. And I, I like Jacksonville's offense right now. They've got to play better. They're kind of scrapped together, but they've got good receivers. They've got a good back down and a quarterback that can handle it. Even though, like Foles, we you know we predicted that he was going to be solid. He, you know, he's out, out instantly. Minshew came in mm-hmm. and he did work right away, and and I like him, I really do. So I think you're gonna your your uh, quarterback situation is pretty solid right now, Mister Ruff. I just wonder what you're going to do when Mister Breeze returns. Right, right. That's definitely a thing. Believe, yeah, believe me, TC, that's something I've been thinking about. And, you know, uh, I will be in possible need of a quarterback. And, you know, we've already talked about this. But, you know, we could discuss further trade options for Mr. Breeze if you are open to that discussion. Right, absolutely. And, of course, uh, we made fun of Jacob for picking up two quarterbacks. Of course, one of them being Cam Newton on the same bye. Uh, during draft night and, you know, not even <laughs> realizing I did the same thing. Uh, of course, I picked up Andrew Luck, who was uh, uh, one a guy who I was trusting to have on to, you know, hang on to. So I didn't have to think about it. But Jared Goff and uh, Drew Brees both have the same bye week. So it would have to it would have to be one of those guys. If, you know, if anyone's interested in those two guys, it would have to be one of them. So. So, you know, that's, in order that's to good keep... to know because you know, yeah. I might be fishing later on. All right. Yep, exactly. That's good to know. Uh, and moving down to my, my roster, of course, Scott Mench, he nailed it on the head yesterday by looking at my roster. They look banged up, and they really do. Uh, DJ, uh, who who's uh, he's questionable for this week, uh, looking having some back issues. And also with Gurley, uh, there was a notification today saying that Gurley might not play, so be ready for uh, the, the other running back should be ready. Uh, yeah, there it is, Gurley up in the air this week is what uh, the coach said. So um, other running back should uh, need to be ready. That's what I got there. So 
of course, my uh, my other key running back, who both of those guys have been forming, uh, been performing very well. Uh, no complaints there the last couple weeks. Uh, my wide receivers are the ones I'm having an issue on. Uh, of course, TC in the beginning of the year, uh, uh, the the tables were flipped. I mean, you know, we were talking very high on my wide receivers, bashing my running backs. Now it's a different story. Yep, and I, I think that your running backs right now, you know, you know that they were going to produce, um, but they are banged up because they produced. They got that volume. They got hurt. They're getting older, Mr. Up. And, like, that's something that you can't, you you know, you can't deny that's going to happen to all the players. And, like, you you know, Odell, what's he in, his, his fourth or fifth year? Fifth year? Yeah. And and Hopkins is 27. He's been in the league for quite some time now. Gurley's been – he's had some miles, and especially David Johnson. They've both had some miles now. I see that this trend with you, Mr. Ruff, you hung on to Frank Gore for very long. <laughs> and I know that you like your old school players and these guys are starting to become that old school, that old school level because they've been in the league for a while. Now they've, they've been the they've been higher at the top of the league when they were near two and near three and year four. But you know, now the decline is possibly looming. So if I were you, you know, yeah. you got to, you got to start looking at, um, you know, moving some keepers around. Well, let me let me defend myself there, TC. Of course, the Frank Gore situation, <laughs> mainly because he was playing for the Indianapolis Colts. Ah, and that, the loyalty. The, that, yes, that can kill so, you sometimes, you know, too. Exactly. It's not a smart fantasy play, um, especially with Frank Gore. Uh, but... Um, and with these other guys, you know, it's tough to do. It's tougher to do when they're in their 20s still. Of course, football age, and especially in running backs, uh, you know, if, if, you're, if you're like high 20, if you're, even if you're like 27 and you've been playing in the league for multiple years as a running back, that's old. Yeah, So that's where we're getting with, to. Yeah, especially with Gurley and DJ who, who have a, you know, they have injury backgrounds. Uh, so that definitely you know, ages them up a little bit. Um, but we'll see. Of course, there's trade talk with Odell, I guess, this morning already. Uh, see, you know, where he, if they're looking to ship him. I don't know. I think he's in a, he was in a be- better position than he was last year with freaking Eli. Um, believe it or not, I didn't think I would ever say that. But um, he, he, he looked a lot better last year. Yeah. And, with Hopkins, hopefully, you know, of course, I, I trust Hopkins. I, I just think this is a little spell. Uh, uh, not last year. I think it was two years ago. He kind of went through the same thing the year before. He did very, very well, one of the best wide receivers. And then the year after, he did not have a good year, and I ended up trading him. And I think I, I can't really remember what the situation was. I traded him the queue, and then in the offseason, I got, I got him back. <laughs> And, uh, and of course, you I missed him, him didn't you? I missed him. Yeah. And, and of course he, he texted me saying he wanted to, he wanted to come back. So I got him back and I got him at a cheap price too, because he didn't have a good year that year. So and you course, got more out of him when you traded him for having a good year. And then you got less, you got less for him or you got him for less when he had a bad year. That, that worked out for you. Yeah, it did. It did. And, and because, and then when I got him, he, he, he had a very, very great year again. So of course, you know, I don't like this great one year off of the next great one year off of the next. I don't like that. <laughs> Sounds uh, but, like a trend. 
<laughs> That's something I don't like. But hopefully, of course, uh, they pay attention more to Will Fuller, uh, play more defense, better solid defense on him, and that leaves the door a little bit more open for Mr. Hopkins. Hopefully that's what I'm banking on. Yeah, I think he's going to have a big week this week, honestly, because of that that shootout situation that you know that you're going to have. It's going to be an offensive battle, and yeah, Will Fuller it looks dangerous, and I'm glad that Kuhn didn't play him last week because I would have lost. But I think mm-hmm. Hopkins is going to bounce back this week. I think he's going to have his biggest game yet this week. Uh, so I, I, think I I count on that from him. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. Uh, TC, I've been saying that for a couple of weeks now. So hopefully this is this is it. Uh, <laughs> Uh, moving down my rosters, of course, I have I have to trust in the rookie again, Hollywood Brown. The last two times I trusted him. He's put he's put under ten points. Hasn't had a good performance since the first two weeks. So of course, you know, not high on him as of right now. But they are going up against the Cincinnati Bengals, so you never know. Um, also, I have Andrews in there. I'm putting Hopper as one of my flex. Hooper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um, you know, that's it, it's tough decision. You got you got these buys going on right now. Then you've got uh, you know, you know, one of the three people that are kind of available is another tight end. You know, I, I like that you picked up Didi though. I like I was I was looking for him. You scooped him right before I did. Um, and I I could all honestly see Didi Westbrook having a touchdown game. He he needs a bounce back. I you know I wouldn't be upset if you put him in over Austin Hooper, but you know, that Andrews, that that's a tough one. It really is. I think Andrews is so high up because of his first two weeks. And now we're starting to see this trend of these players that had great first two, three weeks. And now, now defenses are adjusting to them and they're covering them better. So mm-hmm. I think Hooper has been, you know, really consistent. You know, I think that you could play Hooper here as your tight end and put GD Westbrook in at your other flex, and I think you might have a little bit more of a chance. That's my opinion. You know, I, I don't hate what you're doing, and I see why you're doing it, but I'm just playing devil's advocate a little bit. No, too. I no. believe me, TC, great minds think alike. I've been thinking the same thing. Uh, of course, uh, the the rosters don't become locked until the game's on. So, yep. um, you know, I've been thinking a lot. You know, I'm not like uh, – change you know change switching up the roster every time i think about something yeah that's good too until until sunday and then i make the move so of course it's not locked yet but i mean it's lots of stuff to think about you're right um that's boston and then of course sony michelle who i mentioned earlier this week i'm very happy that i started him last week um it was a tough decision between him and mvs believe it or not because Adams being out, so thinking NVS would get more targets, but he did not. So I definitely would uh, would not be alive right now to be talking with UTC if I ended up putting NVS over Sony Michelle. I would be that upset. Um, but I'm happy I put Sony in there, and now they're hopefully with uh, Rex Burkett still. Uh, he he's coming back in the game, so hopefully he continues. Uh, Sony Michelle continues to get more targets and attempts there. So yeah, and I I think that you know he can. You can rely on him now. I think like what we were talking about earlier, you know, just the beginning of the year, he's just finding his groove and things are going to come for him as the year progresses. And and that was a great move. You know, you sat MVS and you started Michelle and boom, perfect, played off well for you. So that was a good move, Mr. Ruff. Right, right. Moves, but well, I got to count them as I have them, I guess. Um, 
But it's okay, TC. So moving on to the second matchup, your prediction there. Who's leading the series, myself or uh, Quinn Blount? I think Mr. Blount is leading the series. You are correct. He is not. He's. It is eight to one. Q is up. Oh my goodness gracious! Yeah, it's it's embarrassing. I know. At least you got that one on him. You know, you gotta start somewhere. There are plenty of years left to even the odds. Yeah, and of course, I I gotta look more into. It. I don't have it up here on my screen right now, but uh, I gotta look to see when that matchup was. It'd be sad if it was the very first matchup we went up against each other, and he's had eight in a row. That'd be sad. But, oh yeah, uh, I I would have to agree. Um. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's destroying me, so hopefully I can slide one in there. Um, I do uh, until TC until I uh, continue to put more W's on my on my schedule. I'm gonna keep picking the opposite team. I mean, <laughs> I mean, my team is just you know not performing the way I want to be expected. So I I, I pick blonde over myself. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. Uh, Blount's lineup's looking real solid. He's got the Patriots defense against the Giants. Uh, I, I think this is going to be a, another high scoring week for him. And I think you're right. I think he's going to take this one away. Yep, I agree. So uh, that will be moving me to one and five. Solid record. Uh, moving on to the next matchup. Another solid record in the high flying Hawaiians who is still searching the his first W currently 0-5, going up against the Terry's terrorist, who is going down the slide, if you will, just a little bit. Uh, he is currently two and three. Uh, started out pretty hot. I think he started out pretty hot last year as well. Um, if I if I'm not mistaken, he he started pretty good, and then uh, his team started to decline a little bit, and that might be the case this year. Right now, the projection score is. Jacob 161.1, uh, Terry at 144.9. Yeah, and this is a must win for Jake this week. Um, like we were talking about last week, you know, he's already he's already on the on the prowl for new players right now, and and that's something that you got to start making moves for, and he's got to do something. And I, I think Jake's a, a very smart individual, and I think that you know I think he can get get it this week, but. Those Raiders on by is going to hurt him as well. Um, I, I, I do like uh, Julio Jones still. I think he's going to have a bigger week. And Kittle's been doing real well. Now the only thing I'm kind of worried about is Freeman, uh, Devontae Freeman. He, he, he had a pretty solid week last week, last two weeks. You know, he's getting volume. They're just not getting touchdowns. And, and Jake needs touchdowns. He, that's what he's missing most is – that six-point sweetness, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, of course, looking at, you know, talking about Freeman, he is going up against Arizona. Arizona has a very weak run defense, and I do believe Freeman's going to end up doing work for him in his flex spot. And also, I do believe in Chris Thompson. I think Chris Thompson will be another good uh, flex, option, uh, flex option play. And just throwing it out there right away, TC, I do believe Jacob will pull out his first victory not just by a little bit. I think he's going to smoke uh, Marcus out of the water, uh, believe it or not. I think he's going to break out this this week. Um, you know, with Melvin Gordon, James Conner, I believe in those two guys still. Julio Jones is going to back, you know, he's going to come back after scoring 5.7, you know, 5.7 fantasy points. Last two weeks, he's been under 10 points. I think he's going to get a touchdown this week. And I think he's going to go off against 
against the uh, uh, Arizona there. So I, I do believe he's going to have a good week, even with those uh, Raider Raider guys that he has, even with those guys on by. I think he's going to defeat and destroy Marcus Terry's team. Yeah, and and if Jake's team gets hot right now and goes, you know, undefeated the rest of the year, we could see a playoff push. Um, and like some of his best players are on by, and his team has got a real good projection. So once his team gets clicking, if AJ Green comes back and and Cincinnati starts producing, Jake. Jake can be in a real good spot to to make a late push or to at least stay out of the championship. Right, right, and agree. You know, of course, looking at the projection score, Marcus Terry currently does not have a defense set up in there. Yeah, um, that's so. add another four to eight points for that. Yeah. But Jake still got the projection, uh, you know, pretty heavily on him. Yeah. So of course, no one texts Marcus. Hopefully, he doesn't pay attention, and uh, there he leaves that de- defense slot open. <laughs> Um, also with uh, with Marcus, he's got Mac on a bye there, um, but you know, you know, looking at his matchup, of course, his roster, the two running backs or quarterbacks are two guys who are probably the best quarterbacks to combo um, on your, you know, on a roster. Uh, Prescott, you know, very consistent numbers from him. His other spots are the question marks. Is he going to get a high performance from Lindsey? Or no, is he going to get a high performance from Allen? Or no, Allen only put up 3.8 fantasy points the week before, only put up 7.3. So we'll see what happens there. He's got the Lions players back, those two wide receivers. So um, I still believe he needs a tight end. I don't think Witten is another guy you were talking about, TC, another situation uh, with the tight end. Uh, Jason Witten, he he got a touchdown. His first two weeks, week one, he got a touchdown. Week two, he got a touchdown. That's when uh, uh, Marcus realized O.J. Howard wasn't doing crap. So he picked up Witten, and ever since, he hasn't scored over uh, seven points. Yeah, uh, the tight end position has just been really tricky. You know, I even uh, told Keegan the other day, I said, you know what, if we just do away with the tight end and add another flex, because at this point, um, I'd rather have a flex player or some people would rather have a flex player in their tight end. I think Keegan and, and Marcus would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, you know, some other leagues, another league I'm in, they have a wide receiver and not a, a tight end spot. They have a wide receiver that's tight end. So you can put a tight end in there or you can put a wide receiver in there. Yeah. You know what? I think that could be a good idea. I think that's something that we could also bring up and hopefully the fellows pay attention to this and they comment on it in the group chat so that we can start discussions for future Flog seasons. Yeah, but you know, believe it or not, I I don't think I would that would get my vote. I do like a tight end spot. I think you know, of course, it's part of the game. It's like having a kicker. I mean, kicker yeah. is part of the game. So, um, I I I like how things are right now. Uh, but you know, of course, if you don't have tight end, um, <laughs> it's easier to make things uh, change like that. Yeah, you're right. But then at the same time, like what you're saying, I agree with you. If they don't have a tight end, that's un- that's unlucky for them. But that's fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I can see both sides of the story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So of course, uh, the the Terry's terrorists versus the high flying Hawaiians, pretty easy here. But who do you think's winning the series? I'm gonna have to say the high flying Hawaiians. There you go. You're undefeated so far, TC. Getting better every week. Couldn't get any worse after two weeks ago. <laughs> Gotta tell you, I hit rock bottom right there. Uh, yep, well, you're getting better, getting better. That's good. Uh, so, what's your prediction here? 
I think that Jake's going to score above his projection, and Marcus is going to get in the 120s. I think Jake's going to take this easy this week, and he's going to be on one and five, breathing easy into next week. Yep, that's 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 what I said. Of course, with uh, with Marcus last week, he put up 131, and the week before, he put up 112. So it's definitely you know two you know you know two weeks in a row he's put up very low numbers, and I think. Uh, like you said, he's going to do the same thing this week against the uh, winless Mark uh, Jacob McKinley team. So yeah, trends are trending for a reason. Right, right, absolutely. In a very last matchup, you got the Juju's in the attic versus the Coon Squad. The Juju's in the attic, currently four and one, going up against a three and two Coon Squad team. Uh, Scott Benzine's team, one hundred sixty point nine projected points and uh Connor Lundback 158.2 so of course this matchup and your matchup very two close games projecting score wise yeah um and Scotty I, I'm looking at his lineup right now and he threw Tyreek in right away you know um he's following suit how I put in Gallup right away and he came back if they say he's ready to play then he's ready to play Mm-hmm. And I, I think that we're going to see something exciting. That's what part of the reason why I think the Kansas City-Houston game is going to be a shootout. Right, right, absolutely. And, of course, we mentioned before in the past uh, with the Chiefs uh, wide receivers, if you got multiple Chiefs wide receivers, go ahead and just throw them in there. And that's the case with Scott Benzing. He's got Hill. He's got Kelsey, two guys who, of course, known to put up some fantasy football numbers. Um, if uh, Patrick Mahomes does well, those two will do well. Yep, and see, that can bite him in the butt, too, because Mr. Kuhn is starting Mr. Patrick Mahomes, which, why wouldn't he? That would be crazy. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how that works out for this game. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right. And, of course, the quarterbacks, he's got Watson and Stafford. Stafford returning from a bye, so he's looking at uh, maybe a 20-point range for Stafford. Um, of course, Bell and Ingram is solid uh, – running backs there and uh, another guy who you know he's been looking to get more numbers from is Juju he is now Juju is he's he's having to handle a third string running uh, quarterback so what do you think about that do you think Juju's numbers will go down even more I think that they will I don't think that he's going to produce like he kind of has this year and 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 I think Scott is pretty, you know, thankful that Tyreek's coming in when Juju's taking a hit. So I think that Juju is going to be the biggest question mark on his roster right now, and and it could it could you know be one of the deciding factors of how this game turns out because of how close it is. Right, and I agree, but but you know the good thing when you in Scott's shoes, you got Juju, of course, not being you know doing what he did last year. But you got somebody throwing Cooper Cup in your lap for a bag of potato chips. Uh, yeah, and, not even barbecue. They were just yeah, playing. They were playing salted lays. Yeah, gross. I mean, they were gross chips, and I think they were expired as well. So, it's stale. Yeah, yep. stale. You Didn't know, even they, have a good crunch. They had a hole in them, so it's nice and stale there. And he, he you know, of course, Scott was like, "Okay, thanks," and he got him. <laughs> he also got a. Off the waiver wire pickups, DJ Chark, who's currently in the top five wide receivers who went off last week on his bench. He threw him in there as a flex spot. 
I mean, Scott, he's finding some pretty diamonds just laying on the ground. Yeah, um, I do like that DJ Chark pickup. Um, I had looked at him. I I had thought about it, but I didn't because I had Didi, and I said, "Well, Didi's number one, so he's going to get he's going to get the volume." But I didn't even think about pr- first team practicing and then second team practicing. If if first team is like you know uh, Nick Foles thrown it to Didi Westbrook, but then second team's Gardner Minshew thrown to DJ Chark. I didn't think about that. And Scott right. had a great pickup right here, and and Scotty's team's coming together pretty nicely. Uh, once you get Juju producing um, and, and Bell get a few more touchdowns, you know, he's he's going to be looking to make a solid run in the playoffs if his team trends this way. Yeah, I mean, it's a very, very scary team. If you get Juju going nuts and his other players are, uh, continue to put up those numbers, there's not a lot of teams that can beat uh, Scott Benson's team. Yeah, then he's got Kareem Hunt too, who could be, you know, uh, you know, something that, like Scott was saying, he was holding on to him, and it could be a nice little addition to the team once, you know, once he comes back. Yeah. Because I mean, Cleveland's going to be needing him. I agree. Uh, good things. Uh, looking very good for uh, Scott Benzie's team, the Juju's in the attic, going to the Coon squad. Of course, multiple rumors and Barkley returning. Of course, they threw it out there already. Barkley is not returning this week. Uh, so uh, Scott escaped the big bullet there. Um, so he's, he's got to rely uh, on Elliott and Chubb again in his running back core. Yeah, and uh, right now, um, Coons flex spot of that. And I think Scotty's going to – I think that's what ultimately is going to pull Scotty out with this one, um, that Barkley is not in. Because, mm-hmm. you know, that does hurt him. Like, that's what Coons, Coons three-headed monster, Chubb, Elliott, and Barkley, that was just so dirty in the beginning of the year. But, you know, these last two weeks with uh, Saquon being out, we start to see he's becoming mortal is what it seems like. You know, right. He can be killed. Right, right, exactly. And, uh, you know, talking about Connor Lindback, he is, the, you know, what I've seen to realize, he is the king of point chasing. Uh, he, you know, if someone goes off, um, uh, you know, even on someone else's bench or if someone goes off on the – on the waiver wire pickups, he will do whatever it takes to pick them up, get them to get that top dog yep. exactly as quick as he can on the, on his roster. Uh, he did that with uh, Jordan Howard last week. Um, he went off on Marcus Terry's bench. I guarantee when that game was going on, he texted Marcus be like, Hey, let's make a move. <laughs> uh, he put up 31 fantasy points on Marcus's bench, picked him up for a third round draft pick. Got him. He put up 12.2 on his flex last week. Put him exactly in there. He did it with McLaurin earlier this year. He's doing it right now with Will Fuller, and he's doing it now with Everett for the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah, and I think that, you know, since Kuhn's a Green Bay fan, Kuhn was watching the Eagles in Green Bay, mm-hmm. you know, with, a, with, with two eyes, two hawk eyes, and, you know, Howard being the next Bears player, Coon is licking his lips the whole time. So I think he probably did. He probably texted him after his second rush of the day, yeah, yeah. having no idea that he was going to be 31-pointer. You know, maybe he's trying to get lower value, and then the point kept going up, so he had to up his bet. <laughs> yeah. He was, I'll take him, though. I agree. I agree with you. But, you know, like I mentioned before, it's very hard to uh, communicate with Marcus. He's so busy, busy man. Uh, you know, I'm sure he just had like, okay, just a third round draft pick. Let's go. Let's shake. 
you know? <laughs> yeah, um, I don't got time. Five seconds, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But, of course, you threw uh, Will Fuller in there uh, right away. Mainly, I don't know if it had something to do with uh, Sammy Watkins being out. Um, he's uh, he's ruled out as right now, so we'll see in the future there. But, uh, um, so, yeah, he threw uh, Fuller in there. I don't think Fuller's going to have a game like he did last week. I think they're going to play better defense on him. Uh, but we'll, we will see. Yeah, and and then you got to look up, you know, up at Mr. Larry Fitzgerald, who I kind of falls into that category of, you know, those first few weeks they they did real well, and then people catch on pretty quick, especially in the NFL. And he's he's two generations ago old. Yeah. Like he was old when the with the dudes that are just starting to get old <laughs> were were fresh. You know, yes. like those are the those are the kind of guys I kind of want to stay away from because I understand the business aspect of it. And, you know, players are going to they just their lives aren't as, you know, uh, what word I'm trying to say here that they're not as useful because of how much they get used. I'm surprised right. he still hasn't retired. How old this man is. Yeah. I mean, I guess if you if you're still moving and you're still, you know, going past your defender multiple times, I, I'm guessing there's no reason to quit kind of like uh Adrian Peterson and Frank Gore. I mean, they're still going at it. Old guys doing work still. Yeah. I respect it. I really do. I love that they can. I'm just, you know, as a fantasy fantasy prospect, uh, I kind of want to stay away from those because I don't know how long they will be around. I feel like the longer they're in the league, the, the sure chance that they will get injured. And, and I, and I just can't have my heart broken like that, Mr. Ruff. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you there. Um, but all right, so talking about these two teams, uh, what do you think? Uh, who do, who's winning this series here? This is a no-brainer. Mr. Juju's in the attic. You think? So? I think he's going to pick, pick up his first pick. He's going to pick up his first um, win against the Coon Squad. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, so you think Connor's winning the whole series right now? Right? Oh yeah, Connor's winning the whole series. Okay. You four four. You, Four and zero this week. Congrats there, DC. And uh, thanks, Mister Rowe. And then you, you said you, Scott Benj is going to pick up this dub. Yeah, I think so. I think without Barkley, um, and you know Coons week having a few buys going on and uh, just some injuries. I think that Scotty's lineup's coming together right now, and Coons is hiccuping. Yep, I I agree with you. I think. Uh, I think Mark and not Marcus uh, Scott is gonna pick up the W here, um, and he will go five and one, and uh, leave a little door open for other teams, uh, other owners here. Scott, uh, Marcus, gosh, Connor Lindback going three and three. Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be huge for um, for the people who want to get that last position or what that fourth, fifth position is, because if Connor goes three and three, I have a chance of going three and three as well though, you mm-hmm. know, against Keegan, but I'm hoping to push four and two, um, push up into the second and third spot. I think Blount's going to go four and two. Um, so it's, it's starting to kick off. The race is starting to shape up and we're starting to see what's going to really happen. Yeah. I mean, like I mentioned, there's, there's five teams as of right now who are competing uh, who who are who are sprinting down that finish line, and there's five clear cut teams. One of them, one of them's not going to make it, and they're going to be disappointed, and possibly uh, going to be uh, very upset. And maybe they have a shot to make the toilet bowl and win the toilet bowl. 
Yeah. And nothing really good comes of, you know, winning the toilet bowl unless you're Connor and you happen to get two generational running backs. Yeah. Yep. You know, but that's insane. But, uh, that's still something we're all not trying to get to. Exactly. Exactly. And, uh, um, yeah, we, uh, a lot of uh, running out a little bit of a time. Of course, tonight's game uh, is a pretty big. It's a pretty big one. Uh, you got the multiple teams, multiple players on multiple teams and owners. Uh, you got the New York Giants versus the New England Patriots. Of course, uh, TC. I'm guessing you're going to be watching uh, very highly. Maybe going to the New England bar. Is that right? Um, I got to work tonight. Oh. I wish I could. Wish I could. I'm, I'm really trying to get there, but I'm always working at the times that the football games are going on. Oh, yeah. You know. Stuff. Yep. Fun stuff. But any 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 big any big guys you think are going to stand out in this game here? We can't don't have much. Time I think Josh Gordon's going to pick up. I think Josh Gordon's going to pick up a, 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 not his first touchdown, but his first touchdown since week one. And I think he's going to bring me in a nice. 17 points he's going to get some some volume i think tonight's his night you know we're we're playing against the hurt giants defense and i think they need to get him involved and he's due so i'm I'm hoping josh tommy i think is always going to have a good game he can't do wrong in my eyes i also see that he's declining as well but you know i'm I'm excited to go six and zero as a patriots fan and you know i look forward to next week when uh when the patriots play the new york jets which you know, another bag of chips game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's kind of sad though. Their their schedule is very weak right now. Mhm. Mhm. Well, well, yeah, I I, I kind of agree with you. I think the Patriots are going to walk all over the Giants. Uh, probably won't be a close game, and hopefully, um, all the Patriot players get the get the uh, fantasy numbers. Of course, me having Sony Michelle. Definitely rooting for uh, Patriots to just go absolutely nuts right off the beginning so they continue to run the ball and waste some clock. And uh, hopefully that's the case. Uh, of course, I'm still believing in my team, unfortunately. And uh, uh, hopefully I can you know, slowly dig myself out of the hole. i got to start now and get out of here uh, to be two and four. But, of course, going up against a very tough Quentin Blount team who is – who is very high on making the playoffs and winning his first championship. So. Yeah, we are. The race is close, and we are all running. And, you know, best of luck to all you boys, but I think I'm going to pull this one out this year. All righty. Well, we will <laughs> see. Uh, thank you so much, TC, uh, for taking the time out of your day again uh, for TC Thursdays. Really appreciate you jumping on. Yeah, Mr. Ruff, a pleasure always being on here with you. It's great to – Get to talk fantasy football with one of my best buddies. Yes, always fun. And, of course, thank you so much, Scott Benzing, our commissioner, uh, for filling in for me yesterday, going over the waiver wire pickups and his studs and duds of the week. Very interesting. I love the episode. So thank you, Mr. Scott Benzing. And uh, so, yeah, thank you so much, guys. Uh, you guys have a great uh, rest of your Thursday. TC, make sure you comb and put some conditioner in your mustache. And uh, you have a great day. I will, Mr. Ruff. Have a great one. All right, boys. Send love to the family. Yes, this is the Flogcast Network. Everyone take care.